Welcome to Rise with Dina and Becca. This is your weekly dose of mood-boosting morning banter. Where we also discuss real-life shit. Mm-hmm. Let's get out of our heads together. Happy December 1. I can't believe it. When y'all are listening to this, it is December 1, real time. We have to change our calendar. I'm really excited about it because I bought new dry erase <laughs> markers because <laughs> the kid in me has never died in that I like a sharp point on my pencils and my pens. <laughs> See, I love this about you and um, it's just one of the many things that makes me appreciate you. Oh, well, that I like sharp points. <laughs> <laughs> the kid in you has never died because let's be Aww. real, we're living our best carefree lives right now. Oh my right God, now. it's amazing. I um, love that you're wearing a sweet little flannel right now. I'm like living. We're both in shorts and long sleeve shirts. Like what are we? It's we're December so, in Florida. December in Florida wearing short shorts and like a sweatshirt. I mean, that's real. I'm going to overheat. I'm going to a tree lighting tonight that I wish you could come I with me I to, by the way. And I needed to wear something sort of festive. And I'm not a holiday person really except Halloween. So You're bringing it right now with you know, your green. Flannel. It's very lesbian, but. I love it. <laughs> um, hopefully there'll be some cute girls there tonight. <laughs> so, um, guys, welcome to episode nine. I I'm literally in shock about all of this right now. December 1st, episode 9, season 2. The end of a year. We were just talking... What were we talking about today? Oh, because you guys, I'm... (laughs) One thing that's not good about me is I'm really bad with my emails, and so I've let them (laughs) really get out of control, and so today I've been... That would give me such anxiety. I know, we're we're such polar opposites. So opposite. Like, if I see more than, like, 50 emails in my (laughs) inbox, I freak the fuck out, and I need to delete them immediately or at least go through them. I w- I'm going to be more like you. I'm like you that are, in you're one of my starting. accounts, but this one, and anyway, I won't tell you how many are in my inbox, because... Tell the people how many are in there. <sighs> These were just the unread, you Wait, guys. by the way, if you haven't heard back from Becca Page, this is why. <laughs> how many unread emails are oh, in there? Oh, my... So, there were about 3,500 unread emails this morning. 3,500. <laughs> But I'm down to like 2,500. I've done almost 1,000 emails today alone. She's making major strides. Uh, But what I was going to say was I I'm having like was having post-traumatic stress going through some of these old-ass emails from my moving extravaganza down here. Yeah. And all of the like the the scrambling of the of the original stages of the pandemic and how I was like creating all these Zoom links and all this stuff. And your your move was so traumatic. If you all listened to season one and heard. Becca share about, do you hear an old school I telephone I hear an old ringing? school telephone. <laughs> like, I feel like it's a rotary phone. I was just thinking that where you're going to pick it up. It, it makes that click, click sound when you open it up and say hello. <laughs> oh my God, you guys, we haven't even said our social media. I know. Media. Oh Sorry, we're getting, okay, we're getting so, carried so, anyway, away. Anyway, anyway, I don't even know where I was going with that, but the telephone just The telephone was a bit of a distraction. I also have like a very foggy brain, but we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, episode nine, Rise with Dina and Becca is our Instagram handle. Also, my personal is at Dina Ivis. I'm at Becca Pace. Yeah, and we um, we had Friendsgiving. It was the best. It was the absolute best. If you guys have an opportunity to have a really chill Thanksgiving with a small group of friends, or a large for that matter, do it one year. It's, it's yes. worth like spending the time with your friends and making oh. a special, no-stress event of it. Yeah. We dressed up. We dressed up. Y'all can see. Um, we did a little teaser post on our Instagram last week. With our TR Hawaii dresses, we oh. were show-stopping everywhere we went because 
We were wa- our dresses flowed like princess dresses. They really Everywhere did. We went. And we kept giving our code away because like, all the bartenders <laughs> and waitresses were asking us uh, where we got them. So guys, don't forget our code for Tiare Hawaii is Rise. 30 percent off these bomb dresses. And isn't there a new season dropping soon? Like a new yeah. style. Oh, of they're dresses? always dropping new oh, collections. Oh my god, get like on that, the, you guys. The new, the fall collection is just. I think that's already out. But yeah, there's there's some new collections coming I, out, and there we are about to get our um, our new selects in the mail and uh, model them for you. I can't, <laughs> can't wait. So we did. We had a friendsgiving, and we had. Um, Dinner reservations at this new hotel that opened in Delray not not too long ago called The Ray. And it's such a cool, like, hip location in downtown Delray that has a very, like, South Beach Miami vibe to it. There's, like, a pool on the rooftop. It also reminds me a little bit of, like... Soho, yeah, you know, so like the vibe was great. Yeah, we were like, well, actually driving there because we're (laughs) we went there old ladies hours of the night because that's how we do. We're like, well. It's five o'clock on Thanksgiving. It's either well, in our defense, we wanted to see the sunset. Yeah, so that's why we went early because it has a beautiful rooftop, and we wanted to see the insane Florida sunset, which the sun sets at like five fucking thirty. But so. unfortunately, rain crowd, clouds rolled in they without did. us knowing that we were supposed to be rained out. And anyway, we missed the sunset a little bit, but we got an excellent. Um, experience on the rooftop. We got great service. I'm (laughs) laughing because so we had like perused this rooftop. How we found out to go here is we randomly (laughs) went up to this rooftop. We actually were with randomly when we went um, because we went to this amazing pizza spot that thank Jesus is like the closest thing to Brooklyn pizza that we found in the area. Unreal. Uh, Rose's daughter. Rose's daughter. Um, Thank you, Randy, for that hot tip. Um, If you're in South Florida, you guys hit it up. But anyway, so <laughs> Becca had leftover pizza. And the, and the only reason I had leftover pizza is because I had a very large lunch, late lunch. Right. I had a date, actually, right, right before that. And I wasn't planning on eating that late in the day. So by the time we got to Rose's daughter, I was still full. But she still housed a good amount of I pizza. I did. But yeah, you're usually not the one with leftovers. No. Especially, um, you know, it's a personal pan. Like, of course I can eat that whole thing. Of course. But I had to right. bring the leftovers in. It was like two slices in this literal <laughs> It's freaking like like a full size like a full pizza, size box. pizza box. Yeah. So I'm, you know, and, and I think we were wearing our. We were dressed. We up. were dressed up for this yeah. occasion as well, and so we were like, oh, let's go check out the rooftop. And I'm like, guys, I have this giant pizza box. <laughs> this is not an accessory that I wanted to wear the first time I peruse this rooftop setting. Well, you were such a trooper. She brought the pizza <laughs> box up there and still, you know, spun heads, you know, <laughs> more than ever because they're probably like, she's hot and has a pizza. <laughs> she eats? This girl eats? Exactly. But so. it was like, we had to like maneuver, you know, we had to try to like do our strutting through the scene and I'm holding this freaking <laughs> pizza box that was two feet out in front of me every corner we went around. Oh my God. But it was great. And it, I'm so glad we, that we checked it out. Not that we had any doubts that it was going to be a great place totally um but we just had such a lovely time just the two of us i'm like i and i've missed you this lot these last few days since our friendsgiving extravaganza yeah i've been um you know, kind of quarantined for good reason in my room. I shouldn't use that word quarantine because that gives everybody like, you know, the heebie-jeebies. Right. um, You personally chose to remain in your room for good reason. Yeah, I had some company and um, we didn't really leave the room much. So yeah, I'm back. You're back. (laughs) She's back. 
I'm so happy because I feel like the last time I really like sat down and chatted with you was our Friendsgiving experience. Yeah, yeah, it was a few days of a bender. Um, uh, so yeah, live, live your life. Yeah, and um, you know, one thing that we talked about in a recent episode was you know the capacity to have sex without attachment, mm-hmm. which I never thought was possible for me until I had my uh, you know one of my recent rendezvouses um, out on the West Coast. Well, it takes a while, and you know yeah. you haven't been single for that long in the, no. in, the in the grand, grand scheme, scheme of your yeah. whole life. True, and it took it took me quite some time to feel that sort of the the ability to have relationships that were not more than just sexual with yeah. people. Like I really thought I was going to be attached more so. And it took some time to get to get into that different headspace, but yeah. you know, now that we're there, it's it's a really freeing place to be and I know was that we still say have liberating. Yeah, yeah, right? Like we still have our own lives and our individual like paths that we're going on, but we can still seek this really fun fulfillment. Yeah. Um and not worry about maybe like the drama that sometimes comes with like like the stress of are we in a relationship are we not and the time I mean you know it's like right now I and we both have to be really focused on rebuilding our businesses and you know we also just want to give our energy to our friends Mm -hmm. and so we don't really have much more to give between you know all the work we're doing working with private clients travel moving our friendships you know so I don't even feel that I'm in a headspace right now where I'm like able to give as much as I'd want to in a relationship. Same. So, but I still have needs, y'all. And, um, you know, the Empress, too, can only do so much. Although she's great, but... <laughs> Although mine keeps dying. You just got to keep it charged. I'm going to keep it charged. All right. Um, you know, because you never know when you're going to need to go into that top drawer. But yeah, so um, here I am. I'm back. Um, you look great. Well, thank you. I also have to shout out Katie Hughes' hair. Oh, um, my God. So I connected with this really sweet hairstylist down here who actually is from the Northeast as well. She's Isn't from, she from Boston. Boston. Yeah, where I went to college. Ah, so you have um, that connect. And I think she started following me on Instagram because of our podcast, if I'm not mistaken. And we just like, you know, we'd like each other's things and like just one day, I don't I think I DM'd her, I don't remember the exact story, and we got to talking and she offered to do my hair for me, um, which was so kind of her. And you know, obviously like I'm doing a big shout out because she's fucking amazing. Amazing. Um, and I don't want to get on too much of a tangent, but I, it kind of circles back in an interesting way. So I ended up getting hair extensions, which I didn't go initially I just went to her for a cut and color. Mm-hmm. But I've always had, and we have this in common, like this doll fine hair. Yep. And it's always been so frustrating, and you know it takes me forever to get ready only because like I can never get my hair to look like thick and you know it always falls after I even style it for hours and then it's you know in the midst of me styling it I'm losing so much hair so I've always dreamed about getting extensions but I was like you know kind of like nervous about it and actually one of my exes was like don't get extensions two of my exes had extensions and like they're like you know so bad for your hair and they're this and they're that and so basically I just instead of doing my own research because there's many different ways yeah. to get extensions um I just didn't get you just them didn't get because them. obviously I was just trying to people please as I tend to do yeah so um you know so I guess that just circles back to like Attachment, Like, I, in my last relationship, was very, I think, fearfully attached is one of the... We're going to talk about the attachment styles, guys, if you haven't caught on. Um, And slash anxiously attached, I will say. And basically... Do you think that that came from, like, the the almost fear of being alone? Having, you know, recently found yourself single after a long period of time? Yeah. I mean, I think that we do that. I think especially as women and caregivers, like, we... 
maybe give and make somebody else maybe the center of attention, hoping that they'll give that back to us. Yeah. You know, and I think we do that for a long time until maybe sometimes we realize, oh my God, I'm not getting what I need in return. I think that's um, so true. But, but you still, you hold on to it because you have hope and you right. obviously love and care for this person because not, obviously we wouldn't stay in relationships if there weren't some positive of qualities course. with the person. Of course there were. Yeah, um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it definitely had a lot to do with that just because I'd, I'd been in long-term relationships for so long. Yeah. That's not to say like I didn't enjoy alone time. Like I've always been the type who, you know, did like to do things alone as well. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have to do everything with my partner at all times. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's definitely true. And I've worked through that a lot in therapy, but I also think it has a lot to do with sex drive and, you know, like just having access to sex. That's not to say when you're in a relationship, you have sex all day and all night. I mean, but you would assume that you would, <laughs> but trust us, like that doesn't always be, that's not always the case, which I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, <laughs> but it, that's because we're it, Aries and we are like driven. We are. And that's our love language too, mm-hmm. is physical touch. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's because, and we talked about this in the past, like some of our um, partners weren't the same love languages. Yeah. You know, we clashed in those ways because right. we couldn't meet each other's needs because we didn't understand what they were because that's they exactly were so different. It. So yep. anyway, that kind of just brings full circle this whole topic of attachment styles. And so I was on the treadmill today because <laughs> I didn't work out in three days, you guys. Because I mean, yeah, let's be real. Yes, you did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but not at the gym. So I was, and I was like, just going through my emails or something and something about attachment styles came along and I was like, this is really interesting. And I looked up this quiz because I was curious what mine is because I know in the past it was slash fearful slash anxious. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I wonder what it is now. I'm so curious. Cause I just felt so empowered after having this like weekend, you know, and yes. everything. So I'm, I'm just, really interested to see where you're at now. Too. Yeah. I'm, it's completely different. I not to give thing. it away. We have not shared our results, by the way. We haven't. And we posted a link to um, to the quiz that you can take um, on our story yesterday, which actually is really today. Mm-hmm. But if you're listening today, it was yesterday. So it's probably still up there. And if it's not, you guys, just DM us and I'll send you the link because it's really, really fascinating. And we're actually, you could actually do it real time with us now because we're <gasps> going to read the questions to each other and we're going to answer them to each other. Sure, here, I'll write know. it down in a notebook. Well, they're on my phone. So, oh, but yeah. can we say who's who? Um, so I'll just read the question, then you answer true or false, and I'll answer true That's or false. That's what I mean. I want to do a little documentation to see if we're on the same page. Oh, you know what I okay. Mean? Oh, gotcha. So I'm going to put D and B. Oh, I gotcha. <laughs> I love this. Right? And then we'll okay. see what we answer for the right, each question. Cool. Okay, cool. So question number one. And by the way, you guys, there's many different quizzes you can take. I think there's more than four attachment styles. There might be five, but we're going to talk about like the top four um, yeah. just for the purposes of this podcast. I think that's good because yeah. that's, that's, yeah. It's a lot. It's, it can and, be a and, lot and, otherwise. Yeah. Okay. Um, question number one. I can be very emotionally present with others, friends, family, partners, strangers, but it takes me a while to build trust and share vulnerable things about myself. True or false, Bex? Um... False. Same. Yeah. And in the past, I think I might have said true, but I it's said in, false as because well. Because the start, I'm like, mm, but no. Yeah. Okay. You want to read the next sure. one? Sure. Um, I often put other people in my life on a big pedestal, partner, family, friends. That's a true for me. See, my old answer was true. My new answer is false. I put myself on the pedestal Ooh, first. Oh, damn. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Like when I was going through these questions and answering them, my initial instinct was to answer them as who I was in Mm. my previous relationship. Mm -hmm. 
both my relationships really. And then after going through all this therapy and everything and just like being who I am now, I'm like, Oh, the answers shit. are different. Answers are so it was very refreshing. Oh and not to say like my answers are better than yours. I'm just saying I no. saw a difference in my answers, I, which I thought I'm was I'm actually cool. like really interested to see like our differences. Um, I'll read the next one. Okay. Question three. I feel naturally comfortable and safe expressing my feelings and needs to loved ones. Yes. True. true. Definitely true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I feel very upset when others infringe on my need for space or time alone. False. I say false. I don't feel yeah, very I don't, upset. Me either. You know, I think that that's a really strong language. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, number five. I am willing to work through challenges in a relationship before suddenly trying to leave the relationship itself. And then in a parenthesis it says, if you're not in a relationship, think of how you would handle conflict in a partnership, like a friendship or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I say I true. I say true. I'm definitely yeah, willing to work too. through it. Absolutely. But I've, I've always been that way too, and that's always been like a sticking point in our relationships. And we talked about this in yes. like previous episodes. Like, like we want to work on it right I away. Want, and I want to talk about it immediately, and I want the answers now. <laughs> but that's better than just like, you know, stonewalling someone oh. and like leaving. So anyway. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> I tend to be out of touch with my emotions quite frequently. That's a hard false. That's a hard false. We're very in tune with our emotions. Very much so. Um, okay, next. Question seven. <laughs> I am very attuned to others' needs and often put them before my own and resent it later. I was like, I, I wish I could answer true and false to I this know, one. I know, me like, too. But I feel in the middle. I lean a little more towards true, though, because yeah. that's just the nature of my personality. Whether, yeah. you know, I just... I can't help it. Yeah. So I, I'm going to have to say true for that one. I have to say true too. And like, I can even point to examples. And I think there's another question um, coming up that will also like circle back to this um, in our relationship where, you know, I, I was, you know, I sometimes am like, oh, I don't, and not, this is when I was first getting to know you better. I think like, I didn't want to do or say <gasps> things. And alarm. my alarm's going off oh. um, to, to like set you off because I'm, I was so grateful for our relationship and our connection you know so I think sometimes I tiptoed around stupid things oh and I could sense your tiptoeing <laughs> from a mile away but now I don't we now just we say just say and it, isn't it doesn't it feel so much better to just say it oh my it's because then it's like because not a thing it's you never a thing out. you just get it out and I'm not going to be offended no. I'm, I'm more offended when I'm then when you're tiptoeing I'm like wait what are you tiptoeing right for? because you can sense the energy yeah 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 oh this is me okay because question number eight um, I constantly want to be emotionally closer to my partner. This can also apply to my close friends or romantic interests. That's a true. Yeah, yeah. that's true. True. Question nine. <clears throat> I am effective at compromising and communicating. I think now true. I, yeah, true. Yeah, for sure. I think definitely true. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very difficult for me to set boundaries unless I am angry. I can sometimes set excessive boundaries and push people away too dramatically out of anger. I have to say, this is true, at least back when I was in relationships yeah, before, anymore. but not anymore. I, I don't agree. think that I feel like I could, could care less. I feel the same. <laughs> I feel the same. Like I have no problem setting boundaries now because I know that if you don't set boundaries, that shit's going to come back to bite uh-huh, you in the ass, uh-huh. you know? So yeah. um, I actually was really terrible at setting boundaries in the past, it, not only in, um, relationships, but also in like work. And, you know, I, I think know. that that's when I started to see my success as a yoga teacher is when I would set boundaries and like, you know, I, if a client, for instance, was constantly late, I would have to like, you know, kind of 
have a talking to with them and be like, look, you know, like, you know, my time is valuable and like setting boundaries actually benefits everybody because it's sometimes people just don't realize, you know, that they're being insensitive or that they're being, you know, they're disrespectful. Disrespectful. I mean, listen, everybody's time is valuable and you're right. Unless there's a, a clear, um, you know, a clear lane that lane can get mushy and, yeah. and um, muddy every once in a while. So key takeaway, you guys, especially those of you who are teachers out there who mm-hmm. do private sessions, doesn't have to be yoga. Um, you know, make sure when you're working one-on-one with clients, like set those boundaries up front because you don't want them to like come up like months into working together yeah. and then it's awkward. And then it is awkward. You know, so like let them know what your cancellation policy is and payment policies and, you know, things like that because yeah. that's just really important. There's so many questions in this quiz. We've got to like fire through. Oh my God. So okay. So wait, am, is this me? Question Go 11. For it, okay. You're the better reader. Um, if I notice my partner showing any signs of coldness, I panic and want to get closer as quickly as possible. This often happens to me in friendships as well. This would be a hard true back hard in the Dizay. Like hard. And it might still be it's, there a little bit. It's true for me still. Yeah. Because let's be real. I don't want you to be mean to me. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't want anyone to be mad at me. And like, this is another, this is the other question that I was uh, referencing earlier when it comes to you and me is like, you know, if I ever sense that I've offended you in any sort of way, like, I get so. Do you shake? Like, I get cold. Yeah. And this was always a thing that happened to me at like one relationship, and specifically, this is many, many, many years ago. And he was very confrontational and challenged me at every turn for things that I was not at fault for and I would like retract into this shell of myself and I would need to be like covered fully in blankets oh because God. I would be you need shivering. Comfort. Like my jaw would chatter like go 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 because I would be so oh like upset God. with this situation and how this person was making me feel and how I couldn't make it any better no matter how much I tried. It was like a defense mechanism I think. Yeah. No it definitely is and it's just so <clears throat> sad to think that you know people can have that kind of power over you. I mean, no, that shouldn't happen anymore. No, I mean, I might get a little chilly when I'm point. in a conf- conflict of interest, but yeah. not to that degree. That was yeah. Well, look at, look at how much you've grown. Never allow Growing. Okay. okay, number 12. It is not uncommon for me to experience inward emotional turbulence throughout the duration of my romantic relationship. This applies to close family members as well. That's false for me. Wait, let me read it that It is not again. uncommon. It is not uncommon. So that means it's common. Oh, um, well, no, because we're not inward emotional people. We're outward. Yeah, that's right? true too. Yeah. Oh my God, you have to read this one because it's like what you were just Oh my about. God. I often feel very hot or very cold to- towards my partner or family members. I tend to operate in extremes in how I relate to others. But I feel like that's not... No, that's, you were talking about physical yeah, coldness. Yeah, physical coldness. <laughs> I just is, saw the word cold. I know. <laughs> um, I yeah, would say that's, that's a false. False for me too. Yeah. Definitely false. Okay, number 14. I know that I am worthy of a healthy, happy relationship. True! I was going to say our catchphrase. Praise be! Oh, I was like, what I wrote the fuck? <laughs> Which, by the way, you guys, I didn't know that was from The Handmaid's Tale because I don't watch it. Oh, yeah. Whenever I say it and people know Handmaid's Tale, they look at me like I'm a crazy person. I'm like, yes, I know. I It's a joke. I had no idea. I just Don't watch crazy. it. The last okay. season sucks. <laughs> First two seasons looped me in and I spent all my time watching a slow pan of Elizabeth, whatever her name is. Oh, when you do the reenactment of that, it kills me because it's so accurate. You guys, we will video record one of our episodes coming up next month. And I'll do an Elizabeth, is it Moss? Anyway. I think so. 
Okay, 15. When I feel hurt by a loved one, I often have a strong fight or flight response. I find myself wanting to push this person as far away as possible. Friendships, family, or romantic relationships. I don't try to push them away, so that's false for me. I don't try to push them away, but I definitely have a strong fight or flight response. Initially. Initially, right. yeah. yeah. So, damn, I feel like initially I would have said true on that one, honestly. Okay, yeah, okay. I mean, we're getting real here. All right, so, all right. Numero 16. I do not feel as though I need anything from my romantic partner or loved ones. It can be difficult to conceptualize how others would meet a lot of my needs. That's false. False. Yeah. yeah. No, of course, of I, need course I need you. Yeah. I don't need a lot, but I need some shit. Yeah. I mean, we, we have basic needs. Basic that doesn't mean needs. you need someone to complete you, but it like, means that in a relationship you have needs. Like, and also just be kind. I feel like that is like... <laughs> Such a basic thing right, that sometimes is touch my ass. Sorry. Right. Well, I, of course. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. But yeah, that's a, worth interrupting. <laughs> <laughs> Number seventeen. Um, I do not enjoy being out of romantic relationships. I fear being alone. False. Not anymore, people. False. Yeah. Not anymore. Not anymore. I actually really enjoy my alone time. Oh, it's the best. Okay. Um, if a loved one's behavior hurts me, I will express my feelings and try to understand what caused them to act that way. True. Yeah, very true. Yep. And, and that's that I, a sign of maturity. Right, and I want to talk about it, but the, the problem is that people who make me feel that way are the ones that are like, no, I'm not going to talk about anything. And I'm like, ah, and then I explode inside. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> anyway. Just because they're not, they're not emotionally mature enough to handle talking about it, you know, or they just have other things going on. But yeah, yeah we, have, we have evolved people. <laughs> Number 19. I hunger for closeness, but I fear the emotional difficulty of it at the same time. Friends, family, romantic partners. I think that's true, sort of, for me. Yeah, I mean, I hunger closeness, but I'm not afraid of the things emotionally that come with it that might not be as smooth. Yeah, I, this is a tough one. I feel it like is. I'm not afraid of it, but I'm afraid of the emotional difficulty. I think that's a key word here mm. because you're then dealing mm. with not only your emotions, but, but someone, someone else's, else's emotions. Yeah. And that's where the waters can become a little muddy. So I, I think I'm like in the middle on I'm this one. I'm in the one. middle too. Yeah. But I don't remember we how I answered it. We'll do a TF on both. Okay. <laughs> to fuck? To fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Gosh, 20. Here we go. I do not like making social plans with others in advance. I often fear being trapped by commitments with other people. That's false. False. Oh my, look at our calendar. We have so many plans on I know. there. Well, I have to say though, I don't know if you feel this way, but in New York, I never made plans in advance because I, I did kind of fear that because I, yeah. I think the weather was such a factor. Oh, in the weather's like, make it or break it. You know it. what I mean? Like, I don't want to make plans because I don't want to go back out because it's cold. Yeah. Here, I'm like, oh my god, like. We want to go back out? Like, we're constantly, constantly. going out. Which I, I thought was going to be the exact opposite. It was one of the reasons I feared moving down here. I'm like, my social life is going to be, like, shit. But it's actually so much better. <laughs> Number 21. I, finally, I, I find that setting boundaries comes naturally to me. That's false for me. But wait, didn't we just talk about setting boundaries? It doesn't boundaries? come naturally, though. It's something uh, I have to work on. To me. I feel like, I mean, I, gosh, I don't know. I feel like you're better at it than me, like naturally. I feel um, like you've yeah. always been, and I feel like I've learned to set okay. boundaries through you, maybe inadvertently. <sighs> oh, Deanster! <laughs> okay. We're getting to the end, guys. All right, 22. I focus much more on the relationships in my life than I do on myself. That's a false That's now, a hard also. false. But, but in the past, yes. Of course, my, same. I was not the priority, and nope. um, now I am. 
23, I often feel protective over my space, privacy, and belongings. That's a yes for me. I guess that, yeah. 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 But I mean, I... Like, we share things with each other, but that's because we're so close. Yeah, that's You know what I mean? True. Like, we don't want some rando, like, rolling into our space. Like, you're, you're much more giving with your belongings. I don't know why I'm like this, but I feel like something... I don't know if it's from my childhood, like... It's funny because we talk about like how you're you're like a more of the, a hoarder than me, and I love to like get rid of shit. But I also the things that I do have, maybe this is it. I just had a revelation okay. because I don't have a lot of things because mm. I've purged so much. The things that I have kept with me, I'm protective of. Yeah, you know, I think that makes sense. That's not to say I'm not generous, but you know, I think that I'm I'm not generous with everyone. I think that's smart. You, I mean, you shouldn't be because. You never know what people are going to do. Not that anyone's going to be bad and, like, ruin your shit, but... Yeah, you just don't know. Yeah. Can't trust everybody. Oh, my God. Here we go. Number 24. I generally feel invaded when my partner or loved ones demand too much physical affection. That's hilarious. Uh, that's a hard no. No, please. I'm, give, Come on. If give, you want affection, I'm here for it. Give me... I will give you whatever you need and more. Yeah, just give it back. Okay. <laughs> Number 25. I don't know if this is the last one. I think, I think it maybe. might be. Yeah. I would prefer to spend most of my free time with my partner if I were in a romantic relationship. It would be hard for me to want to do things separately. False. Nope. That's not to say, again, I don't want to do things with them. Of course I do. Of but I also course. want my own damn life. Yes. It's And honestly, I really think that that's... Oh my God, there's more. I'm about to sneeze. Let me just went into my <laughs> Wait, nose. I'll read this one while okay. you sneeze. <laughs> I gotta just hold my nose. <laughs> Wait, look at the light. That helps you stop sneezing. Just keep I looking at that. My eyes are too light. It hurts. <laughs> 26. Mm -hmm. I feel that it is easy to be vulnerable with my romantic partner or loved ones. True. Yeah. True. I mean, yeah. I think once you get... Not at the very beginning, but... I'm weird like that. And I just put yeah. it all out yeah. there on my sleeve. That's wow, we, true. You we do. got another one. I don't know. Yeah, keep. I don't have room going. on my paper. Okay. All right. Um, I find that my partner or loved ones usually emotionally recover from conflict before I do. False. That's false for me. That's I feel like I bounce back so quick and then I'm yeah. over it, and yeah. they're still dwelling. That's so true. I think you initially know? I might be more. Um, demonstrative in the way that I like react to things. Well, and why you know? do we, we talked about this, I believe where it takes so much for us to get to that point. So much. And then when you, when we can't do anything else to make this person happy or to see or hear us, then we like, it's like blow a loose fuse. cannon. We blow yeah. a fuse. But then once that fuse is blown, it's like all that built up emotion that we've been trying to express has uh, been released. It's been released, and then yeah. we're like, "Oh, I feel great." What are you? What, oh, wait, are you mad at me? <laughs> it's, it's true. It's you know, true. that's very true. <laughs> Twenty-eight. I deeply fear being abandoned by my partner or love interests. No, no I don't. Me either. I don't. Not I mean, any. I used to. I used to as well. And that's it. That and is there we have. Oh my god. So let's see. We are pretty much the same. We have. Well, we'll find out because, guys, we're about to reveal our. Our attachment styles, Our because I think we're going to be really close yeah, to being the same. This is I want to dig back <clears throat> after we record this, though, and look at like the ones that we differed on and like talk I'm gonna more do a about it. Star it's very interesting. It. I'm going to put a star by um, while so you. So yeah, so the cool thing, guys, is after you do this quiz, you get an email with your results um, as mm -hmm. to which attachment style you are, and we're going to go over all the attachment styles after this and we we got a rapid fire do it because i gotta head out soon oh my god you're um, so cute and you're we only have three things that we're not the same two things that we're not out the of same 28 on. wait no sorry three that's wow that's pretty impressive i have to admit when i did this quiz earlier i 
I rapid fired. It was like okay. what, the first thing that came to my mind, boom, boom, boom. Well, I think that's how you're supposed to do that. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking it will still be the same. Okay. But there were a few, I think that I may, because we had a discussion about right. it and it's like, okay, you're right. My initial instinct is to say this. However, if you kind of look at it as a, like a more of a full context, right. then maybe it's something else. So yeah, no, I think that's interesting too. And maybe like also every have after having this conversation about like maybe some of your answers would have been different back in the day. Mm-hmm. So maybe your initial answer, if you were rapid firing might've been that answer uh, instead of the answer I actually agree. is now. Right. You know what I mean? Because we're not in relationships, so we're not comparing it to like current relationships, so if true. you will. So, and we've been single for a while. A while I mean, yeah. you know, out of relationships for over a year. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I was very, and let's just preface this by saying no matter what attachment style you are, you guys, you're still an amazing person. It's mm-hmm. just, it shows you, it's kind of like a marker for kind of like where kind of you're at in your like mm-hmm. emotional journey, you know? And for me, like finding out what my attachment style was, was very enlightening because it wasn't this a year ago at all. Like it was the exact I, opposite. So I see, yeah. I, and I see how through that I've changed for the better. So for me, like this is, this was very poignant. And I have to say like as your friend, like peeking in from the outside in and seeing this transformation real time, I can really truly attest that you have literally gone from point A to point Z. Like the changes you've made Thank you. have been like, I mean, it's been so fast and I've seen it every day. It's been something like new and impressive. So Thank congratulations you. on coming so far. Thank you so much. Let's cheers with our coffee cup. I hate that I have. Oh, yeah, wait. But, yeah. wait, okay. There, there we go. go. Um, it's water, but. I'm so um, thirsty. Lately. I'm really parched because I barely drank any water because I didn't leave my room. Although I do have a water cooler in there, so no excuses. <laughs> um, well, thank you for saying that. I feel like oh, we could, we could be, we could go down a whole nother rabbit hole about, um, yeah, I mean, how, how much of a role you played in that transformation and therapy, you guys. So anyone who tells you therapy is for the weak, Mm-mm. that's a red flag. Okay, moving on. So my attachment style is secure attachment. So is mine. Oh, my God. Well, let's review. I love that, first of all, for both of us. Um, and That's I want, amazing, Dina. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. You went from... Anxious, fearful. Yeah. So the four ones that we have, I'm just, let me read ours first. Okay. Um, in the interest of time. So secure attachment basically means, um, and you could, I'll have you read a few of them too. Okay. You're an excellent reader. Um, <laughs> easy to open up to somebody, values time and hobbies outside of dating life, looks forward to building intimacy with matches. It's Very so true. spot on. Basically, it's like you're just living your best damn life, and if someone comes into your life that compliments it, mm-hmm. great. You're not looking for someone to complete you. And that's a hundred percent where I'm at. That's what I got from reading that. I mean, I agree. Right? I agree. And isn't it so nice to be at a place in our lives where we are understanding that we, you don't need someone else to complete you. That's a phrase that yeah. makes no sense because you want somebody to come in and, and, and you're coming in on the same as plane equals. on the same yeah. equal playing field. And then you each support each other and yeah. you keep climbing up until like the world is your oyster together. And that's not to say there aren't times when like, you'll have to lift each other up but, out of but, like the but, trenches. But yeah. But you're different. starting on you're an even, starting on an even that's level. That's so true. And this is obviously very hard to find, which is why <laughs> we're single. <laughs> um, but do you want to read? So this is uh, another one. Okay. Anxious, yeah. Which this is what I think I used to be, but a mix between anxious and fearful. So why don't you read both? I will. Oh my God. Okay. Anxious 
slash preoccupied. Constantly worried you're not good enough for your match. Looking for a partner to feel complete. Feeling possessive over someone's time. Okay. I don't know that you feel possessive over someone's no, time. No, that's why I think it's a mix of the yeah, two. Yeah, okay. So then fearful, avoidant. Very much looking for companionship, but also scared to commit. Can run hot and cold with a match often overwhelmed by feelings. I would say you are often overwhelmed by yep. feelings in this one mm -hmm. and take the first two of the anxious, but I would say that you are not. Yeah, worried you're not good enough for your no. match. Yeah. Looking for a partner to feel complete. Yeah, I, yeah, I think, I totally. So yeah, that just goes to show that, you know, you could be a mix of these attachment mm -hmm. styles. I think, um, I don't know that you could be secure in a mix of the others, but there are the, these three others. Yeah. The last being dismissive avoidant which I definitely have experienced this in my life. Um, you know, uh, had with a partner, partner. With yeah, a part yeah. Mm -hmm, same. Has trouble getting close with others, comes across as emotionally unavailable mm -hmm. to matches, distances themselves when things get difficult. That, and that last that, one, this was, this, this is why that didn't work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because you know, when things get difficult, we want to do the exact opposite. We, we don't do want to distance. I know. So when someone distances you, you feel even more hurt and you take it yeah. more personally. And then we, we want to put a Band-Aid over it and make it feel better. So yeah. Because I, who likes to feel this this point of like being upset and sad? Like it's a terrible place to feel. And not being seen when that's happened. You yeah. know, when, when that's happening, you don't feel seen or heard. And so you get the shivers and you want to throw a blanket <laughs> on you and go in the corner because you feel so alone. Alone, yeah. You know, and especially when it's the person that you feel like you love the most. That you would think would be there to put their arms around you and make you feel better. Yeah, and that's not to say, like, they need to do that when, like, you know, if something went down and, you know, we all have moments well, I where think we, we're talking about those moments where it's like, there's just this, like, you can't see eye to yeah, eye on something and it's this, not this big deal. It's something that, right. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. But I mean, obviously if you, if, if, if there's a huge uproar and there's a fight that is like, you know, bad things were said about each other, that's, an, that's another story. But I think there's situations where you're right. Where like, what are we even fighting about? Like, yeah. There doesn't. It's usually we, little things. Yeah. That can blow we just make just, amends? Like, yeah. you, you're upset. I'm upset. Let's hug. Right. And not that a hug helps everything, but it kind of does. Yeah. You can just take a moment and just feel each other out and like say I'm sorry. And I mean, it, it it's it's funny because hugs help people like us who have that mm. um, love language of physical touch. But for others, and I've experienced this in relationships. Like if I'm like you know if we're fighting and I'm just like can I just hug you or something? They're like, no, like, don't touch me. And I've literally had the words, don't touch me, be said to me. So it just goes to show that doesn't always work for everyone. And I respect that, even though it was like very frustrating and at the time. Maybe it goes to I show. I wish I just got that damn hug. Right? <laughs> but, and maybe it just goes to show though, that all, you know, all these years and relationships past, um, we were not speaking the same language. And I think it yeah. just does goes to show that, you know, Ideally, you kind of want to be in a relationship with somebody who has this, a similar, if not the same, love language as you, because it's just going to enhance the experience, and you'll understand each other yeah. so much better, and you won't have these extremes, extremes of hot and cold, which just isn't good for anybody, really. I think that's a perfect way to wrap it up, too, is, you know, if you are in a relationship, maybe y'all should take this quiz, like, have your partner mm. take it, and you take it, or even a friendship, mm -hmm. because it's really good, or even, like, a, a brother, sister, sister, sister. <laughs> it's like a cousin removed. Inside joke, you guys. Um, because... 
because you will understand each other better. Yeah. And, you know, and, and again, not to be judgmental about what, you know, what your attachment style is or their attachment style is, but just to know what it is. So then you can work with it. Um, and work knowledge is power. Yeah. 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 I think on that note, we, we should wrap this up, but I want to give a teaser for next week's episode because someone's about to knock on our door and I kind of was hoping that she would while we were recording this because I'm leaving like two minutes with her. Sarah, the queen of of manifestation (laughs) is going to be our guest on next week's episode. So that shit is going to be bomb. You guys are going to be ready for that. Oh my gosh. Well, have a great night watching the tree get lit. I wish I could join you. I will be there in spirit. You will be lit in spirit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> training my cleaning my client just kidding um <laughs> all right amazing guys well uh we appreciate all of your support and um if you can leave us a review share this with your friends yeah those reviews um are really really appreciated so hop on apple podcasts and tell us what you think amazing all right guys we'll s- tune in again next week until then have a wonderful day bye <laughs> bye Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you like what you hear, make sure you click follow so you're in the loop with all of our new episodes. And please be sure to spread the word to all of your friends.